0: everyone, and welcome to Be The Leader You Deserve podcast, where our mission is to inspire you to ask yourself, are you the leader you deserve? Hi, I'm Jill Handley. And I'm Laura Donnelly. And this is Season 3, Episode 9, Zoomed Out, Combating Teacher Burnout in a Pandemic. Last week, we discussed the power of coaching and feedback, and the positive impact that comes when you give teachers the gift of time. As leaders, we must invest in our staff to ensure that they feel significant, supported, and have opportunities to grow. As school leaders, we know how important it is to attract and retain high quality staff members. So our goal this season has been to provide you with tips that will help you make sure that your teachers do not become part of those startling statistics. As you've heard us talk about this season, approximately 40% of teachers leave the profession within the first five years. I'm still I'm still just stunned by that those numbers. <laughs> um, and that's within a typical brick and mortar setting. So this season, we've been sharing strategies for ways to combat teacher burnout, to help make sure that your school doesn't fall prey to those statistics. In 2020, our nation began to experience multiple pandemics. And as a result, our teachers were expected to journey to the uncharted territory of online teaching and learning. So in today's episode, we will discuss some of the negative impacts that have come from teaching in a pandemic. And we'll discuss ways that you can help combat
1: Zoom fatigue and support your teachers from experiencing virtual burnout. So, as we were preparing for this episode, we came across the following statistics. In Minnesota, the number of teachers applying for retirement benefits increased by 35%. In Pennsylvania, the increase in retirement benefit applications among school employees, including administrators and bus drivers, was even higher at 60%. In a survey in Indiana this fall, 72% of school districts said the pandemic had worsened during it worsens school staffing problems. In addition to the pressures that are associated with teaching here um, are additional factors that are influencing virtual burnout. Supporting dual needs in a pandemic for students of color, the um, COVID as well as racial violence. Increased technology proficiency needs. So meetings, screencastify, linking forums, et cetera. And additional pressure of engaging students who don't join meets. And we know that that's real very real.
0: Um, In addition, they had to adapt what we would formally consider hands-on activities, but in a virtual setting, which can be very tricky, particularly when a lot of times those hands-on experiences utilized hands-on materials that kids don't have at home. Um, Also, that has been a huge, huge factor has been the compassion fatigue we know that teaching is a helping profession and that compassion fatigue is a typical thing however during the pandemic it has intensified because t- teachers have access to their student home experiences in a virtual setting they get to be in students homes daily and so as a result um their better understanding the environment that students you know, are in and and, and some of the, the challenges that they have with that.
1: And I think that's both a blessing and a curse because before maybe we weren't so attuned to what was happening at the um, student's house and so we didn't see that on a regular basis, but now we do and we can't avoid it. And so some of the inequities are just stark. Um, it's a stark comparison. They really
0: are and you know, going to bed at night and just thinking about, I can't tell you how many of our teachers have just, and Laura, I know you as the counselor particularly have experienced a whole lot of teachers just um, almost a secondary trauma experience um, from what they, what their students are experiencing and, and, and sharing with you. And, um, and so Laura's done a great job this season, not only well, always, but particularly in the pandemic, of not only supporting our students in a crisis, but also our teachers as a result of what their students are experiencing. Thank you. And so also, um, the other thing that's kind of, you know, creating such that virtual burnout is having to attend to nonverbal cues is more exhausting virtually. You know, when you're sitting around um, a meeting table—it's real easy to kind of understand and see people's body language and understand that. But when you're looking at kind of what I would consider that Brady Bunch square boxes, <laughs> uh, you're, you know, you're having to lean in, and sometimes those ver- those nonverbal clues are not as easy to read. So that creates um, can create an extra level of anxiety. Of wait a minute. Is she, is, she, is she mad? Um, is she listening to me? Was that a smirk? Is she mocking me? So really that just causes a whole lot of second guessing and unnecessary anxiety as a result of
1: um, not being able to tend to those nonverbal cues the way you can when you're in person. Well, and sometimes they're just non-existent because students' bandwidth doesn't allow their computer to have their camera on. or they don't choose to have their camera on because their house is a mess or, or I know some kids are embarrassed. They just, so they just won't turn their camera on and that's okay. But a lot of that's missing. So you don't know what they're thinking because you can't even see them. Exactly. Um, so that, that is definitely a barrier. Um, another thing is that online meetings require a different type of focus. So, it's, it takes a lot more focus sitting in front of a computer for 30 minutes than it would for me in your classroom in an hour and a half, because let's face it, I'm on um, in the virtual world, I'm competing as a teacher with the TV on in the background, or mom and dad that are walking um, back and forth, or the dog. I mean, let's face it, my dog in our podcast episodes is <laughs> distracting enough. There are so many competing things for attention. It's difficult to maintain focus. Um Another thing is processing visual cues from multiple, multiple people simultaneously. Like Jill talked about with that Brady Bunch square, it is difficult because there's so many things happening and you've gotta be acutely aware. And if you're presenting something, sometimes you don't always have full access to seeing students' um, visual cues. So it's just, it's a lot. And then the last thing is balancing new, a new work environment and home setting. For me, it was particularly challenging to not have a separate space between work and home because it all just felt the same. And so it just all blended together. I was just working constantly for the first couple of months of the pandemic. And I know a lot of people felt that way.
0: Absolutely, not only you know that, but many of us have our children at home (laughs) and so you know there's the whole anxiety that comes with i'm in a meeting with my boss or i'm on i'm teaching children right now and my own child runs across the (laughs) you know or needs my help or or takes me off mute and starts screaming (laughs) Um, So I I think, you know, regardless of what the situation is, it was really, um, you know, trying to find that balance between work and home, particularly when it's now one and the same. So in addition to all these factors, teachers are experiencing additional compassion fatigue because of the increase in social-emotional needs of their students, their family, and their self. And we talked a little bit about that. So how do you help um, support these needs and help your teachers overcome what it's being termed as Zoom fatigue. So, here are some, some strategies um, that you can try yourself and suggest for your staff. The first one, choose the speaker view versus gallery view because that will reduce the stimulation of multiple people and allow you to focus your attention if you're like me when you've got it on gallery view you're kind of trying to look at everyone and so that's exhausting so so just try that um the speaker view so that will only highlight on the big screen the person who's talking
1: Um, another one is to turn off um self-view to reduce focus on appearance so (laughs) if you can't see yourself in your camera you're not worried about what's in the background on your screen or maybe you've cho- chosen a virtual background that you'd rather have um i know i'm often like looking at myself does my hair look okay am i in the right light um turn <laughs> oh my your... gosh if i if i, if I put <laughs> my hand
0: underneath my chin oh once, my gosh! i've probably done it about a thousand times so um, not during during
1: the pandemic <laughs> i'm so glad that's not just me Um, Try to schedule time between meets to allow recharge time. That's not always possible, but if so, try to give yourself at least a few minutes break. Um, I was in a presentation recently where it was a nine to one o'clock training and the presenter did a really great job of giving some nice breaks and he encouraged people, go walk outside for just a second, even if it's just to feel the air, if it's cold, if you can see the sun, whatever the case may be. And I really liked that suggestion because we know fresh air gives us so much revitalization um, that I I really felt like that was a great strategy. One, even as simple as, you know, I've got an Apple
0: watch and it reminds me to stand up every hour Mm -hmm. on the hour, which, you know, that kind of sounds ridiculous that you need a reminder to stand up. But literally, if you are in a, in a situation, and teachers are, to where you've got class back to back to back, um, you know, it might be that you need that reminder just to even, just to stand up is is getting you out of that um, that staring at the screen mode. You know, and it could be, and we've talked with our staff about this, it doesn't necessarily have to be when you're on a break. It can be when you have the students. Because let's face it, when we're in brick and mortar, we take, our teachers take multiple brain breaks with their students throughout mm-hmm. the day because we know we all need that so encourage your teachers to build in those quote-unquote movement breaks even in a virtual world hey everybody let's all stand up and do a jumping jack let's do a stretch let's do something because then that is not only allowing your teachers to to get out of that zoom um, focus but it's the students as well Um, The next one is resisting the urge to multitask. And this is one that I really, 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 really need to work on. Um, Because, you know, I'm in the Zoom meet, and we already talked about this in another episode, I think. Then I check my phone, check my email, and then I, I click on this tab, because all I have to do is type in these last three words and I'll finish up that document. Well, so then they've said what do you think jill and then i've missed the presentation and then suddenly i'm anxious so um, as hard as that can be resist the urge to multitask the next one sometimes can be challenging but um, encourage people to limit their screen time meetings each day um, and really i guess we're talking to you leaders because most of those meetings are probably administrative directed so just kind of keep that in mind don't you know when we were in the building all of our PLCs took place on a particular day. So um, that was nice in one way because I could kind of block out my whole day to know that that was the day that I would be attending PLCs. However, even in the building, it's exhausting to sit in meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. However, it's multiply that by like a thousand sitting in front. I, I remember earlier in the pandemic, we tried to replicate the model that we had in brick and mortar by doing that. We quickly realized that that was probably not the best setting because sitting back-to-back literally from 9 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon, with the exception of me running to the restroom or grabbing a quick bite, that was exhausting for myself and for everyone else, our instructional coaches, who sat in the meetings. Um, So just try to um, be mindful of not having too many meetings back-to-back. And we talk about, you know, the good practice of when you have a faculty meeting starting, if you heard back in, um, I think it was episode five um, when we talked about this season talked about having fun in the workplace how we usually will start a staff meeting with some fun activity don't limit that to in person think about virtual so start your small and large group meetings with social check-ins so it might be a little fun activity it might be a i'm gonna put you on breakout rooms for five minutes just to catch up because remember some people, the only people they're seeing are their students, um, if they're not getting out of their house. And so they're craving that as adults, that social interaction. So just having that time to catch up with one
1: another um, is a very productive use of time. Absolutely. <clears throat> and the next one is turn off your camera at times. Now that doesn't mean turn off your camera and be disengaged, but Jill mentioned the Apple Watch earlier. I know there are some days I've woken up at seven and by three o'clock in the afternoon It's saying that I have stood up four times during the day. And that is a true story, but also really pathetic. So maybe you need to turn your camera off so while you're still listening, you can get up and, and stand up and stretch for just a minute. Um, limit your social media. So after your workday is over, can you reduce your screen time? Maybe that means you don't watch as much TV, or maybe that means you're not on social media as much your eyes really do need a break from from the screens after a full day so the next one is
0: one that has been a real growth plan of mine Um, and that is give yourself grace especially when there are technology glitches Um, you if you've listened at all you know that that you know that not being perfect is something i've been working on and so in a virtual world let's just face it if you're using technology you need to and this is this is the I'm putting two in one here because the next one is expect technology issues and have a plan when it happens so we have to know that if we're using technology something's going to happen so kind of being prepared for for that to happen kind of reduces that anxiety Um, and you know sometimes it gets to the point to where you just have to laugh about it and letting your staff see you do that gives them that permission like Laura talked about earlier To know that, oh, it happens with the leader of the school and this is the way she handles it? Okay, cool. In fact, I even had a teacher after one of our faculty meetings (laughs) email me and say, this is going to sound awful, but I am so thankful that all those technology glitches went on during our staff meeting because it makes me not feel so bad when it happens with my students. So really it kind of circles back around to that being vulnerable and allowing your staff to see you be real and what happens from that. Um, and as a leader and we've talked about this earlier and this is true in person but especially when we're sitting when we've been on the computer all day determine if a meeting is really needed or is it something that you can handle um, through just you know an email or a newsletter uh, I'll, I'll remember being in the building with a leader at one time and I and we, we met every Tuesday regardless and I can't tell you how many meetings we would leave and, w- and I would look at some of my colleagues and say couldn't you just gotten an email with all of that so respect people's time, particularly in a pandemic. If it's, not a, if it's not necessary, think about other ways that you can relay that information. So um, this time more than ever, teachers need reassurance that we are all in this together. They're already under enough pressure. Um, so as leaders, we must remain vulnerable and let them know that the struggle is real for all
1: of us and that that's okay, for sure. So today we talked about teaching in the pandemic and the impact it has on teacher burnout. We also discussed ways that you as the leader can help support Zoom fatigue and increase the teacher's sense of self-compassion. If you enjoyed this episode Zoomed Out, Combating Teacher Burnout in the Pandemic, please share it with your friends by using the social media buttons you see at the bottom of the post. We would love to know what you are doing to support your teachers during online or hybrid teaching so send us a message on Twitter or tag us with your ideas using the hashtag BeTheLeaderYouDeserve. If this is your first episode, or if you have not listened to the entire first and second season, we would love to know what you think. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts to get automatic episode updates for our Be The Leader You Deserve. And don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to give, so that we can give you more frequent updates, quotes, and inspiration to carry you through the week. Jill and I also post on our own personal accounts, so check those out as well. And finally, please take a minute to leave us an honest review and rating on Apple Podcasts. They really help us out when it comes to the ranking of the show, and we make it a point to read every single one of the reviews that we get. Have a great week, and don't forget to ask yourself, am I the leader I deserve, and what am I doing about it?